What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bienvenidos, mi gente. Gloria Estefan here. You are listening to Red Table Talk, the Estefan's podcast. All your favorite episodes from our Facebook Watch show in audio. When I think of women I admire... This fierce, fearless trailblazer is high on my list. 115 justices have served on the Supreme Court. Only five of them have been women. Justice Sonia Sotomayor was chosen by President Obama and made history as the first Hispanic person to be appointed to the Supreme Court after 220 years. At that moment, my heart started to thump. Born in the South Bronx. She was raised in a housing project not far from Yankee Stadium. Now she is one of nine justices who decide where the law stands on the biggest issues of our time. The Supreme Court is in the news more than ever, but we don't often hear from the justices themselves. They rarely grant interviews. The greatest secret to the success of my life is asking for help. This is a special Red Table Talk event. I've had the honor of getting to know her over the years, and I'm so excited to bring her brilliance to the table. She is filled with priceless wisdom and life lessons you won't want to miss. 
Justice, welcome to the Red Table. Welcome, so happy. Justice. Oh, it is so wonderful, if only to see you virtually. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Justice, where were you when you got the nomination? How, how did you find out? I didn't actually believe that President Obama was going to pick me. Everyone else that was on his short list had been interviewed. And I wasn't being interviewed. I thought, gee, maybe I'm just there for show. And all of a sudden, my cell phone rings. And I pick it up, and the woman on the other side says, this is the White House switchboard. Please hold for the president. Oh. At that moment, my heart started to thump. And within seconds, the president of the United States gets on and says, I have decided that I would like you to be my nominee to the United States Supreme Court. I did something I hardly, if ever, do. I'm a tough Bronx kid. I don't cry. And I said to him, Mr. President, I'm crying. And he said, Judge, you don't have to cry. I'm putting together the best team to get you through this confirmation process. Those confirmation hearings have got to be pretty rough, I imagine. They are horrible, Gloria. During the process, there were critics of my selection, people who were saying that I wasn't smart enough, that I would never make meaningful contributions to the court. And those criticisms stung. They hurt deeply. And at one point, I actually thought of pulling out and writing a note to the president and saying, I don't want any more of this. And the one person I confided in said to me, Sonia, get over yourself. This is not about you. This is about my daughter. She needs to see a Latina as a Supreme Court justice. You can't give up. And that kind of shook me. It made me realize that, yes, it wasn't about me. We talk about tough and being a a powerful woman. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been insecure? And how do you deal with that? I don't know that you can come from any challenged background, have any hardship in your life without feeling insecurity. Because hardship does teach you that there are so many variables in life that are outside your control. The greatest obstacle to success is fear. Yes. Yes. When you are afraid and don't do things, that is what can hold you back. Exactly. If you don't try, you'll never know. If you try and succeed, you have the great opportunity to enjoy something. Absolutely. When I read your book, by the way, you could have been a novelist. Yes. I was crying. (laughs) I'm a better judge, I think. (laughs) In the second chapter of your book, I broke down crying because I was telling Lily and Emily, that you and I kind of share that same time period in the United States growing up, coming from Hispanic households. But you went through particular challenges. And, you know, a lot of people don't know that the Supreme Court is a branch of government. They don't know who's on the Supreme Court sometimes. Is it about justice or is it about the law? I think that there is a common misperception. Most people think about the law as justice. 
and the two words in, I think, most people's minds are combined. But the law is not picking sides and not choosing who to help or not help. That misperception is what makes so many people suspicious about the law and suspicious about its value, because I think most people think of justice as fairness. But we don't play Solomon. We don't divide babies. We decide issues according to what the law is. And that's a very different process. It must be hard for you. The hardest part of my job. You know, when I have to say something that's contrary to what my feelings are and what I think might be just under that fairness standard, that's the toughest, toughest thing. So how do I live with it? <laughs> I live with it because I have an abiding faith in the system. I believe in our system of government and our system of law. And I believe that each of us plays a role in that. And so it's that fundamental belief in the system that lets me continue in it. Do you hang out with the other justices? We see more of each other than I've ever seen of any other judge friends. When you're on the Supreme Court, you do everything together. There's one rule of our lunch. We don't talk business. Right. Yeah. It's all about each other and our families, what exciting vacation somebody had or what interesting person they met. We don't talk politics. We don't want to get into fights. We are friendly with each other. Despite their ideological differences, the nine justices have always been a close-knit group. When their longtime friend and colleague Ruth Bader Ginsburg lost her battle with cancer, they were devastated. Ginsburg was the second woman ever appointed to the Supreme Court, where she served for 27 years. Justice Sotomayor remembers her friend as an American hero. She spent her life fighting for the equality of all people, and she was a pathbreaking champion of women's rights. She served our court and country with consummate dedication, tirelessness, and passion for justice. She has left a legacy few could rival. I will miss Ruth greatly. She often said that leading a meaningful life means living for one's family and one's community, not for oneself. You had a lot of challenges. You grew up in a tough neighborhood in the Bronx. How was your relationship with your parents when you were young? My dad was an alcoholic. And so my memories of my dad are not all good ones. There are some very good ones that I treasure like going to a grocery store and shopping for food, because it was the one really positive memory I had of my father. That was the one time in a week where I saw my father without him having been drunk, essentially. What did you learn? And what can we tell this generation to be careful with? When alcohol becomes a necessity, when it is more important than the relationship you're in or the people that you're with, then you are losing your life. You are letting it drain away. I know my father loved me. I know my father adored my brother. And I know the love story that my mother and father had when they met. And that love story got destroyed as my father's drinking went out of control. And the alcohol 
was stronger than his love for us. And once that is destroyed, you've left your life behind, and you will stop having a life that's worth much. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. 
It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Justice Sotomayor's father died of a heart attack when she was just nine years old leaving his wife to raise her two children as a single mom. She raised not only a justice, but also a doctor. And uh, you guys came from nothing. Absolutely. My mom is my life heroine. Everything in life I've learned from her. I've learned to love from her. She taught me the importance of education, my brother and I. She had so much more hardship than I did, and yet... She not only raised us, but she herself, when she was in her early 50s, went back to college and got her nursing degree. It's hard to have that kind of example. And my brother and I not appreciate the importance of education. And I know that early on you were a stickler about doing well in school. And you realized that you had some uh, limitations because of where you grew up. And because of the fact that you were grew up in a Hispanic household where we know how that is, we, we speak Spanglish. My first four years in grammar school, I was at best an average student. And that was because I learned Spanish before I learned English at home. I was delayed in fully understanding what teachers were teaching me. One of the first things I did, I went to the smartest girl in the class, Donna Ranella, she's still a friend, by the way. And I went up to Donna and I said, you get good grades. How do you study? Donna explained it to me. And after that, I began working at the lessons she gave me and I became a good student. So I think the greatest secret to the success of my life is not being ashamed of asking for help. And it's my hope that if anyone is listening to me today, that they understand how important a characteristic that is. To not only not be ashamed of asking for help, but also to do it. I know as a little girl, Justice, you had a devastating illness. What was that like? Yes, I'm a type 1 juvenile diabetic. And I have been since I was seven years old. That diagnosis was a very difficult one. It was not an easy condition to live with. The treatments were rudimentary. The needles were the glass needles with the metal points. And what would happen is, after many uses, the needle would start um, wearing down and blunting. My father gave me the shot the first day. And he was so nervous, his arm was shaking. The next morning, my mother was home, and she gave me the needle. I felt like she just reared back and bullet my arm with the needle. Oh, my God. And that hurt. So the next morning, 
I'm in the kitchen and I'm listening to them fight about who's going to give me the needle. So I pulled a chair to the stove because I had to heat the metal needle and sterilize it. And mommy sees what I'm doing and she comes over and she says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to do this myself. That's an example right there at seven years old of Sonia Sotomayor. Yes. From the beginning, you were strong-willed, you knew what you wanted, and that you had a very clear purpose. Were you ashamed of it at all? Did you hide it from anybody? Oh, Emily, the shame. I hid my disease into my 30s, and my openness developed after a party that I hosted in my home. I had a sugar low. I'm in a room full of my closest and dearest friends, and not one of them knew that something was wrong. Someone came over with a piece of the cake that was being served, and I just opened my hand and grabbed the cake and stuffed it into my mouth. And at that point, she knew something was wrong, because that's not the kind of thing that I would do. And she stopped and she said, Sonia, what's going on? I then realized after the party that all of these people who knew me and loved me and who I know if something had happened to me at that moment and they had not taken care of me, that they would have been devastated. And it was that moment that made me realize that I had to be more open about my condition that I had to talk to the people I loved about it. Absolutely. And had to talk openly about it because hiding things doesn't help anyone. When did you first start thinking about what you wanted to do? What was in your mind when you were thinking about your future? Obviously, I grew up in a housing project in the Bronx and there were no lawyers or judges that I knew of in my neighborhood. Right. And you can't really dream to be something unless you know that something exists, the real source of information about your possibilities is your education. You can learn how to dream big. And your mother, like mine, felt it was so important that you went to a wonderful parochial school, right, with the nuns, correct? Correct. Like you, I was on scholarship. And like you, my grandmother mm -hmm. was my hero. Her grandmother was her hero, mm -hmm. and her grandmother was her hero. I feel that that's one of the most wonderful things that Hispanic families have to offer our kids because our extended family is crucial in the upbringing of our kids, and they have so much wisdom and so much to offer. Grandmothers know a part of you that others just don't see or understand. She was such an influential part of my life. She was our refuge in times of trouble with our parents, saw both our strengths and our weaknesses. And you're right about the Latino extended families. It's such a critical part of giving us a sense of belonging, of giving us a sense of joy about life. Absolutely. And you got into an Ivy League school, Justice. How did you do it? How did you get into an Ivy League school? It wasn't until my senior year of high school that a very, very dear friend of mine called me up, and I still remember this conversation. Sonia, you have to apply to the Ivy League schools. And I said, Ken, what are those schools? <laughs> and he listed a number of them. And my next question was, well, I can't afford it. You'll get a scholarship. Your family's poor enough, Sonia. Just apply. 
And I said to him, but why should I bother? And his answer was, they're the best schools in the country, Sonia. They will change your life. You must try. I didn't know enough back then to have anybody read my personal essay. I did the best that I could. I'm grateful to this day that I got in. What advice do you have maybe for somebody who is desperately trying, you know, maybe to get into an Ivy League or something like that, and they just don't get it the first time or the, or the second time? There are reasons why one may be rejected from one place but accepted in another. Mm-hmm. You can't focus on the no, you have to focus on the yes. Gloria, you often speak about Emilio being nonstop. Yes. I know both he and you have that spirit in you. I'm happy you mentioned Emilio because him and I are a team and we've been our own cheerleaders and there's nothing that spurs us on more than someone telling us no. Mm. That, that is the most motivational word in Emilio's <laughs> and my vocabulary. When somebody says, no, you're too American for that, and you're too Latin for the Americans, you'll never cross over, you'll never do this, you can't compete on a worldwide market, but we have, we have each other. You know, what surprised me about Sotomayor is every time I invite her, any of my release of my book and everything, she's been there for me. Imagine having the, you know, Supreme Court first Latina woman in the world, and she comes and, you know, support me. You know, something proves that you can be incredible, successful, and you still can be simple and honest. And that's what I love about her. Women are less smarter than men. I still believe that. <laughs> I know that you had a partner, your husband, for seven years, and I know that you'd been together all through high school. What did you learn from that? relationship from your marriage? You know, not every marriage succeeds. Mine didn't. But it was an incredibly important part of my life. And we got married right after we finished college. Um, as to be expected in a Latina culture, I was already an old lady, Gloria. <laughs> yes, I know. we know. But I appreciated from him understanding how the support of one another is so critical in everyone's life. But perhaps I should tell you the lesson that I learned from our breakup. What I found out was that the people that got me through were my girlfriends. Yes. Oh my God, same thing. We yes. talk about that all the time. And they yes. rallied around me to be the listening piece for the insecurities that I had for the moments in which I felt alone. And I think that many people should understand that both moments are precious and important. Those of being with someone and those of being alone as well. It must be daunting though, uh, Justice, for someone to date you, like, because <laughs> <laughs> first you're, you're a judge. It's been the rare person who has asked me recently. <laughs> they must be afraid of you. Although I must say, Gloria, I've had some fans write to me some gentlemen with more age than mine write to me and propose marriage. Oh. <laughs> They're brave. They hey, are brave individuals. In really, I'm sure that you'll receive some of those as well. <laughs> did you answer the letters? Oh, I answer every letter I receive. Okay, so what did you answer? The guy that wanted to marry I didn't you. say, I said how thrilled and touched I was, but that the busyness of my life was such that actually meeting them was going to be very difficult. <laughs> 
I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Well, our RTT community was so excited to hear that you were going to sit on the table and they sent us questions. So this one is from Zoe. Let's see what she's got to ask. My question for Justice Sotomayor is what was your first day like of being on the Supreme Court? Oh, my first day on the Supreme Court. I go to my office and sitting in my office is a legal icon, a justice by the name of Sandra Day O'Connor. And she was sitting there waiting for me. And I was so taken aback that such an important lady, she was the first female justice on the Supreme Court in 1981. And she was alone on the court until Ruth Bader Ginsburg came to the court in the 1990s. The next visitor was John Paul Stevens, who at the time was 88 and a half years old. And he, too, was an icon of a justice. It was just such a tremendous feeling to be welcomed by two of the longest-serving justices on the court. I remember coming out with my colleagues to sit at the bench, and I got chills down my back. Well, we're all living vicariously through you. We are your biggest Absolutely. Fans. You are so sweet. All right, we have one more question. I want to know. Do you have to dress up under your robes? <laughs> I guess you don't have to do anything you don't want to when it comes to what you wear when you have a robe on. But the reality is that when you work on a court like the Supreme Court, you do dress up. It's been the most extraordinary adventure to be a justice of the United States Supreme Court. 2020 has been tough on so many different levels. How do you remain optimistic? Every time I look sad at myself, I look around and see how much I've been able to notice about positive things that I've been able to see and notice about others. All of us in one way or another have had to come to terms with ourselves. And so I stay positive always by trying to look at the positive. What, what's your advice for, for the younger generations to help contribute to this system and understand it more? Emily, you have no choice. Your vision won't happen simply because you desire it. Your vision only happens with hard work and commitment to doing the right thing. I speak to kids all the time. And I tell them that the most important role in their life is being not a citizen with a capital C, 
a citizen of a country, but being a citizen with a small c, a citizen of your community, that's the most important role you can play in life. Justice, uh, you've given us so much wisdom, so I want to thank you. I know that your words are going to be incredibly important for everyone that is watching there Inspiring. today. Absolutely. I hope that um, everybody knows, Gloria, they know your talent at Emilio's, but Emily, you are awesome. Oh, man. Yes, I heard you justice. play. At, well, I heard you play through the song that you created for me. Oh, well, it is amazing. It was Absolutely an honor to is. perform for you in any way. And it was really just truly inspired by you and who you are and what you do for me. And I wrote it with the intention to do that to somebody else. Emily, you touch my heart. She's never performed it publicly, but she's wanted to debut the song in your honor today. And she's going oh, to... I'm so, oh, I'm so touched, Emily. And as a thank you. And I, I, every time I play it for my mother... She cries. News is up, still no one knows What a real hero does Stop looking up for signals advertised Tilt her eyes a little lower Justice breathes where she is gone Real change is made in dirt, not sky Time to listen We've been missing that This is what an American looks like Her last name the progress that she claims her country this is what an american looks like she remains only brave she is everything your daughter should be everything your daughter could be This world to change Tune your brain to rearrange it Flaws turn into progress every day Luckily for girls like me We've had someone prove to be A pillar for the progress that we seek Time to listen That she claims her country This is what an American looks like She remains only brave She is everything your daughter should be This is what an American looks like
last name doesn't change All the progress that she claims to come This is what in American looks like She remains only brave She's everything your daughter could be She is everything your daughter should be Everything your daughter could be Thanks for listening. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com forward slash Red Table Talk Estefans. Red Table Talk The Estefans is a production of Westbrook Studios in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.